Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there. It's showtime. Picture it. Did I do that? I'm Sailor Moon, the champion of justice. The power is yours. Welcome, Radical Ones. Ryan Hunter here, and we are back with another Radical Retro Rewind with Rob. I'm back. I'm here to bring you more 90s. Let's do this. And I don't think you can get any more 90s than probably this movie. Yeah, right? No, I'm I'm excited. Uh, for those who are like, why are you starting with part two? Why don't you do the first one? Well, let me just say that if you want a little bit of context of the theme of this movie that we're going to review today, you can catch the first review on my podcast which is movie geek and proud i think it's episode 62 is where we review the first mannequin film but here's the other thing ryan chose to do part (laughs) two because he saw this movie first before mannequin so he's going in order by childhood and the two movies necessarily do not have a connecting story except for one character and its location so this movie is being reviewed as a standalone film as if the first one never existed and it makes perfect sense so this is why we are starting with part two and correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, this movie is called Mannequin on the Move. It's not even part two because, yes, it does take place after the first one. But 
you wouldn't really call it a direct sequel. You summed that up all beautifully, my god. <laughs> Let's just not bypass that, my god, okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. But you're right, yeah, it's, it is known as Mannequin 2, but yes, it is on the move. Because even Hollywood, which by the way, this is Hollywood's movie, but back to you. Can you say a little more about Rob's Rewind, this new format on the Movie Geek and Proud podcast? I've been sort of like doing it sort of under the radar already with the episodes that have been coming out. But my original idea for the podcast was I was going to do one episode devoted to reviewing my weird, unorthodox taste in movies from my collection. But it turns out that my collection is big. It's like, why do I own so many films? Do I need them now? Would I have bought them if I watched them today? Like, how important is this collection to me? And so I wanted to rewatch them, see if they're still good, and rate them accordingly to see if it's something that I really needed to buy or if I can pass on it. And so Rob's We Rewind is basically just an episode devoted to that. And then the ne the second episode of the month will just be any movie old or new. If I've seen it before or if it's, you know, some I haven't seen or whatever. But yeah, I'm just going through my collection again and just seeing if they're still good. And can I say that I relate to this so much? Rob and I always have this conversation. We bought everything back in the day. I feel like half the movies that I bought or even TV series, I would never even probably want to watch again. Half of them. I mean, I have a massive collection tucked away in boxes. And so I love that Rob has come up with this idea because once you get down to it, there's going to be those movies that you can rewatch and rewatch and you just love. And they're going to be your your standard, let's just say. And you could put them on that shelf, that metaphor, your your movie shelf like Rob is doing. So I love that. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, I was gone for a year as as you guys have heard numerous of times on this show. And uh, I officially am back. I'm back on. It's a bi-weekly show. I just posted the first episode, uh, Welcome Back. It is a Rob's Rewind, so that should be posted right now. And then every other Wednesday, I'll come out with another one. And the episode that I believe that should be out now or will be in the following week is Wonder Woman. So I am I gathered up my two geeky comic book friends who live for this stuff, and they can fill me in on all the info that I don't know because I don't know shit about comics. I just love <laughs> watching the movies. So yeah, so that should be on right now if you guys want to check that out. So glad to have you back. <laughs> so mannequin two or mannequin on the move t91 christy swanson as the lead also william ragsdale so can i say oh I, I know right yeah we'll get into that i just want to say that i would always get him confused with zach galligan oh i could see that and it's not because they look the same i mean just because are, of the character type i don't know there's just something about the two of them when i was growing up i could never tell them apart and i know know exactly who William Ragsdale is now. I I know because he was Fright Night. I mean, Fright yeah, Night. Right? That's him. But it took me a while to really know the difference. And, you know, I'll get into like Gremlins. Which one was he? Waxworth. Which one was he? Herman's Head. Which one was he? Very generic. In the 80s, 90s, the male leads were very similar. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we can't fault you for that. I just want to say that. But yes, William Ragsdale, total fucking hottie in this movie. Like Rob was saying earlier, 
earlier, Mannequin 2 does only share a few things in common. One, I guess the basic plot of a mannequin coming to life, yes. a blonde mannequin, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Hollywood, the character, and the location. Yeah. Well, I mean, back in the 90s, were there, I mean, I'm sure there were, but I mean, how often did you see a person of color mannequin on, you know, in a department store? So I give mean, her a different hair at least. I no. know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they would do gray before they do, like, before they do any other person of color. <laughs> oh my god, maybe we can get Mannequin 3! I know. Well, 2021! I, I would just think what life-size would is basically our Mannequin. <laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs> Tyra. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yes, actually. Yeah. It's strange. We'll get into this a little more when we meet Hollywood again. It's like he does remember what happened in the original one. I was a little irritated when just this fragment of the idea came about that he thought she was real. And he was like, uh, she, well, okay, we'll get to it. But I mean, like, uh, <laughs> it's hollow. <laughs> That's what he said. I know. I'm like, Hollywood. But he does make comments that stranger things have happened. Yeah. No, he, he's, this is how. Happened before. Yeah, he's experienced it, but he, you know, he's like, what are the odds of it happening twice, especially at my I guess, honestly, yeah, I would, I guess, why, why would this happen twice? Yeah. But it does. So we start thousand years ago in this medieval kingdom. So Christy Swanson has a thing for starting off movies in like olden days, Buffy, Mannequin. You are so right. Yes. It's like the same thing. She was like this peasant girl, (laughs) slayer, but whatever that is. She's a look that transcends a thousand years. Anybody that looks like her today looks like her from like way back when. So she just plays it all. And the year after she played Buffy, which is so crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) this by the way david met her once oh really (laughs) and i don't think he had very fond things about her oh that's too bad (laughs) but in this she is a very likable character the character is adorable she is adorable in this very innocent she plays that bright-eyed like ariel out of the water she's not even god she's not even dumb though i mean she's retaining so much information so quickly yeah it's amazing actually I I don't know if it's shenanigans that they don't really, you know, really highlight the fact that she knows nothing. I mean, she was scared of the TV or whatever, but like the box, the box, but it wasn't, but it wasn't like, I'm dumb and like, Ooh, look at this or whatever. And they just like, no, she's literally learning everything for the first time. She's like, look, your mom gave me all these people's lives. I love that line. So <laughs> to start off the plot. Yes, we are thousand years ago in a kingdom. This young girl, Jesse, who's a peasant girl. There is a Prince William who I guess we're led to believe is the descendant of our future main character, Jason. I mean, I would say so. I mean, they kind of alluded to it a little bit, you know, the mom was talking about her background but it was on his father's side i'm assuming and yet the mother is the same mother in the past as I, she is in the present no, day so I, I i i try not to get into semantics i was like i just need to enjoy because it would have made sense if it was the father and okay and they said that everyone looks the same well, but I yeah mean, maybe i'm wrong i it is the way that no it was the father's yeah. side you're right he said yeah. something about him having the blood of a bavarian whatever yes so. i actually like that queen's accent because she's got my accent for some reason and she's <laughs> in germany or something forgive me if it's not germany but i believe it is germany like because the only other sort of movie that i 
I would watch in this sort of particular time period is Ever After. And to have a film where a peasant girl meets a prince in an encounter and fall in love, you got to wonder exactly how their paths would cross to begin with, right? And so it's like, you wonder how these two met and we're able Ooh. to sustain such like lust for each other and love to form a relationship to the point to where I want to marry you and we need to get the fuck out of here, right? Like, where did they meet? He looked like he had to travel to get to her house. Where did they meet? She didn't work for him. So it's it's just funny. I was like, you wonder how they cross paths with each other. Just something I just Ooh. like to throw. And ever after, by the way. Oh my God. I yes. know, I know. But as soon as the trumpets play and during the opening, like crazy, credits in the production company it just all came back i was like god i remember this movie except you know what it's so funny you're right it's been years since i've i because again i bought the dvd i had it did i watch the dvd no (laughs) but i was able to now at least yeah it flooded back as well. I have to say I had a smile. I can't say that in a long time that I've loved everything about a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it just shows my taste. My God, people. Yeah. I lost my credibility. But I had a huge smile. Yes, Hollywood had a huge part of it. But even in scenes like this, it has a cute humor, even though it's like serious things like this poor girl. So she's turned into a mannequin because Queen does not want her son to marry the peasant with this magical necklace. But it's a sad thing that she's not able to, they're not able to be together. The curse is either a thousand years or a kiss from her true love or just yeah, finding true love. Yeah, a kiss from her true love or when she finds true love again. In another land. In another land. So it, it can't be the same exact place that the prince is from. That's what she wanted to make sure. It's like Nice gonna, stipulation, actually. Fall in love. <laughs> it's got to be somewhere out of town. It can't Damn. be here. So yeah, the whichever comes first basically and so but this is what i don't understand is that they took a normal necklace they put a curse on it this girl who has no powers no royal blood she has no background she's not a fae but yet cursing this girl puts a curse on the country like i don't understand you know what what is that about i actually i just rewatched that early scene right before we recorded and i noticed this time he says you curse this country for a million i think it's him cursing because it starts to rain as soon as he says that and then it rains to do that like how did that queen have the power to add that all those stipulations i was like what well i mean it had to do with the count spretzel right isn't he yeah but wouldn't he have to do like some kind of magic on it it was kind of like she was just like and this and this and that so here so here's what i have on my notes though so we meet the count on this bridge there's a standoff and it's like too late like you're not getting away so you might as well say goodbye give her the gift that you wanted to give her and then she'll be on her way he had none of the wiser he had no idea the curse was put on the neck but the count he comes in you know this guy was funny too hello my little sweetie pie you know like so this is played by terry kaiser and terry kaiser is mostly known for his amazing role as a dead man in the weekend at bernie's franchise he (laughs) is amazing but in this one he got to let his comedic freak flag fly and tell you he took advantage of it all i don't know if it was the writer's idea to make him look like this or act like this i love it i love it but here's what i have in my notes 
So the Count could have easily, easily played a live action Jafar had they did this in the 90s. You are right. Like literal. If you were to look up this man online and look at a picture of him in this movie, it is literally Jafar. And Jafar, who was a royal, you know, advisor. He did sorcery on the side. So, I mean, who's to say today he couldn't play him at all, you know, because they need to be culturally responsible. But back then, he could have easily done it. Oh my God, you're right. (laughs) So, I mean, like I said, this movie is so bonkers. I don't necessarily need a real reason why this town was cursed, but putting a curse on some peasant girl should not just, you know, damage a country for that. Like, it's just a weird... So it rains for thousand years is that what happened (laughs) yeah something like that so it was weird as she was turned into a peasant girl they decided not to destroy the dummy they should have if they really didn't want her to you know be alive or be with him or is that more of a way to torture him in a way like look what will happen if you go to another peasant girl but what happens is is that this urban legend is created and the story of the you know the peasant girl is brought to a museum she is put on display and you know this castle has a tour guide who is telling the story of the peasant girl and you know nobody believes in the legend and this was a thousand years later and we see the count's descendant who looked literally like his you know great 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 grandfather they they saved on casting this movie They double casted everybody. But yeah, apparently it just went down the line that he was going to inherit this woman because a thousand years was about to pass and she was going to come alive, be under his control. But one thing I wanted to tell you, Ryan, the tour guide, very short, few words, but the woman stands out and I recognized her immediately. I'm going to be ashamed because I recognize her. I'm looking at her because I watched again, like I said, the beginning again, and I was looking at her and I'm like, who is this woman because it is it's like very quickly so she is the woman who wanted to kill the entire student body in sunnydale no way she is the lunch that was lady. her the lunch lady in buffy yes, yes. that is crazy the Buffy connection. I love that. I know. I know. Okay, but back to the movie. That's why we keep him around. Look at these facts he comes out with. The peasant girl, she's going on tour. Her story has just blown up. This is like the literal first creepypasta that we've ever gotten. <laughs> and, you know, she is going to be put on display in this, you know, presentation. And that's why she's in New York. Or was it Philadelphia? Oh, are they in Philadelphia? I thought they were. Yeah, there. it was Philly. It was Philly. Because even Hollywood later. Because I am from West Philadelphia. <laughs> I do want to add, though, do you think that mannequin looked anything like Christy Swanson? So here's the thing. The very first shot of her as a mannequin did not. But then the movie progressed and then it did. So I don't know if they used a different mannequin at the time when they shot it. The actual mannequin broke. <laughs> I know. And then they made another. So yeah, I'm looking at the movie right now. And it does not look like her at all. As they go into the next shot, it looks more like her. So I think they did it again. And it just so happened that every time she gets the necklace on her, her arms are up in a mannequin pose conveniently which is great so we get to modern day times so peasant girl is going to be on a tour and she's going to have this unveiling soon at a department store and this is where we meet jason our main character and his mother who is again played by the evil queen but now she is the complete opposite she is a a matchmaker a matchmaker and do you love her heart fence yes i love her heart fence yeah this 
this woman had a literal fence with hearts on yeah. it. She was into love. She yeah. was she was starting the video dating trend all those years ago. Old school, people would come to her home, film a video in an interview style so other people can look at their tapes and find a match. And yeah. And if this was charmed, a succubus. Yeah. We meet Jason. He's late for his first. I don't know if he's late, but he's probably one of those morning people that are like just jump out of bed and go. So he's half untucked. His shirt is open. He's running to his car. His mother's saying, wait, you got to eat something. One of her clients comes and says, oh my God, I'm married. Oh, thank you. Thank you. He's like, come in, tell me everything. Does he rich? Does he have a gold card? <laughs> Love Does that. Car? Does he have a condo? Well, you have everything. In the 90s, <laughs> that's all you needed. The four essentials for a wonderful marriage, money, gold car, card, and a condo. <laughs> <laughs> you could find it all through video dating. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Jason gets to his new job, and I love this. He hides the fire hydrant with one of his mother's signs for the dating agency, and he parks in front of, I guess, either in front of the department store or right across from it. He takes his steering wheel off, so... Yeah, he, so he is not stolen. Yeah, he drives a Jeep, so it doesn't have a cover. And, you know, and what a Jeep it is. I my know. God. Yeah, yeah it is. Th- and this is when we meet the boss that is just, he's terrible. But this is how you get shit done. See, the fact that he is like manager of this place, he runs this, all the shenanigans that happened in the first movie would not have happened under his leadership. Estelle Getty did not know what the fuck she was doing running that mall by herself. They keep saying department store, but this looks like a mall. It's like the biggest department store you've ever seen in your well, life. It's a more sophisticated way of saying it because mall is, I guess, more of a children's label. It's not. Oh, a- is that what it is? I'm like, what? It has everything in it. Everything. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's kind of how I would take it. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with the word mall, but who says mall? You know, mall is like the Walmart of like Macy's. You know, like you say department store. We are. We're smart, sophisticated. <laughs> I'm going to the mall. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we have this guy, the manager. His name is Mr. James, I believe. Yeah, James. A lot of J names. Jesse, Jason, James. So James is played by Stuart Pankin, and yes. he's also 90s royalty. He's played in yeah. tons of stuff, but mostly you would remember him with his voice versus his look. So he this is- This man has been in everything. Yeah, you're, you're, Rob's right. He is the infamous Papa Dinosaur in the 90s sitcom Dinosaurs. I, I will always remember him from that. So yes. that's who Stuart Pankin is to me, but he's been in a lot of stuff. But he definitely plays the evil boss over the top authority figure with his magical quotes and his two henchmen. Oh yes, so he <laughs> dust, his dust, dust, dust. You should see any dust he smells the dust he can sense it it's so crazy and then he finds dust on this perfume counter and dust your counter make a showplace of the workplace <laughs> that's his first mantra we've all had those managers everybody yeah. especially if you worked retail yeah he is a total dick but i can't fault him this department store is huge you do what you got to do to make sure stuff gets done jason is there and it was so weird he kept interrupting the guy because he he went to go meet Mr. James and instead of just letting the guy finish his conversation he kept saying Mr. James yeah you know that, that well, made no sense to me that's 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 the well I don't I don't want to use the word privilege I mean this isn't a, a moment of waking up audiences with mannequin too but I mean <laughs> but I mean but honestly though he does 
Jason does come off a little bit egotistical. Like he doesn't think he's It's his prince royalty, yeah. his heritage. I mean, I don't think he thinks he's above it all, but he obviously is just one of those people that's I don't know who's He's a 90s boy. He's just like, uh, I'm gonna do it. I'm cool. I mean, again, no fault to anyone, but like he still lives at home. I mean, does he really know what goes on? How old is he supposed to be? That's the other thing. We don't even know that either. He's just I, I kept trying man. to figure it out. He's this grown man who's like, Mom, find me a rich woman through your job. You know, like and she's like, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean <laughs> so I mean he's just kind of used to just doing doing his own thing i i don't get why he was yeah mom takes care of him and he keeps interrupting mr james to get to to, like because we all just want to get to hollywood so hollywood's current assistant and hollywood is how do you describe hollywood rob the best character in 90s cinema hollywood is this very proud very confident very unique individual he has a love for fashion and is literally doing the job he is meant to be in to be an artiste and to (laughs) let his creativity shine through the mannequin displays that he has done i don't know what his life is too much like outside of this job i get the feeling he lives i always felt like he was always at that job i don't know why I think I think there's so much to his story and where he got to this point. I don't know how, but he is a lively. He gives no fucks. He give. He he just doesn't care what anybody thinks. Like he literally beats to his own drum, and he's just happy. He's just an optimistic person, and he's amazing. He is played to perfect. Perfection. Perfection. I mean, can you picture anyone else besides Misach Taylor? Well, back then, to do it right without sort of making fun. Right. Of, yes, of, yes, exactly. Of, of man, because this character could have easily just been the butt of every joke. Yes, yes, yes. Rarely do they ever even bring up him liking men or even being gay. I don't think it's like it's a no it's like it's okay. It's like it's nothing, which is like a magic like we would love it to be like, you know, like it's like nothing. Even in if there was ever any part where there was like any innuendo to anyone calling him like a uh, queer or a yeah, or whatever. It would, like he would either shut it down or he wouldn't care. Like it, it just wasn't about that in this movie. With those like three German bodyguards, they called him Flamingo or something like that. Like, I don't know if it was Slo- said a couple of things. You know, he's he called him a peacock the very first peacock. Time. Yes, you know, but he didn't care. He still was proud, and he read and threw shade right back. And you know, we could always talk about how why do they only show feminine men on screen? You know, they. Just just want to be laughed at and blah 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 this character i swear broke barriers and i had to have i i mean the only other character that i can think of that really comes up almost close to him is the butler to woman vampire from once bitten i forget his name at the moment but he was a very proud feminine yeah. black man and he did it with such grace such confidence he you know he took charge and command of his scenes and he was not the butt of a joke he was 
was a smart, intelligent person and all this stuff. So like, I don't know, something about those two characters did made me feel good. Hollywood. It's like so crazy to me that I was watching this in 1991 and it wasn't even an issue. Like you're so innocent at the time and you're watching this and you're like, oh my God, yes. And then as you get older, you're like, oh, oh. I, I do have one question for you. Do you feel that this movie could have survived without Hollywood? And I know you're a little biased because he is your favorite, but do they have enough plot to connect both films without this connecting character, Hollywood, who has experienced this before? Well, you notice though that they know that the selling point was Hollywood because they, even his first scene, which is right here when he's doing this, like he's rehearsing with his dancers for the show, the upcoming show. And he's putting on this like complete opposite of what the manager is expecting, this classical thing. And he's so even from his first scene, you know that you're gonna Hollywood. Get... Yeah, you're getting Hollywood. And we okay, we realized the last time you liked this so much, we're giving you more. That's the thing. I think he was probably a fan favorite and they wanted him to come back because he was a very big highlight from the first film. That's probably why they made the sequel, honestly, because they're like, what else can we do with this character? I guess you know what another mannequin is gonna and he was even <laughs> involved in his job like you know he wasn't just some behind the yes, scenes, like yes. mannequin window person like this man literally gets his own presentation like he's moved up the fashion he's evolved also like he's in charge like yeah. he seems like he's high up in that that department store he could do okay so he's putting on this performance with his dancers give me diana ross and mahogany yeah give me <laughs> cheekbones or give, give, give me, me death, death. exactly <laughs> Do you remember Miss Diana Ross in the movie Mahogany? Give me cheekbones or give me death. You get the Hollywood scenes and at first I'm like, okay, it's all Hollywood. And then we slowly got a lot more of the two of them together. And as much as I love Hollywood, and I think this is really his film, I gotta say the chemistry between Jesse and Jason, I think they do have a really good chemistry. And then I was enthralled with their plot. Like they have a good chemistry. Yes. Without giving it away, the next what's happening next? Hollywood is is you know being approached by his boss and you know Jason, and he you know is teaching them you know how to do the routine, but then they have to pretend they're doing something very elegant, and he closes the curtain, and you know he, children, children scatter, children scatter. <laughs> Yeah. And he makes sure that his boss can't see what they're doing. So he shuts it down. And he's like, why won't you let me see this presentation? I'm an artiste. Yeah. You don't want to ruin the creative flow. As much authorita that Mr. James has yeah. over this place, you surprised that he would allow Hollywood to keep this from him. This I think time. he really believed, like he really buys into Hollywood is something, I think. I feel like, yeah, because you're right. Every time Hollywood could just, because he is so kind confident in himself and that's what's so amazing he's such a strong character yeah he is but yeah i was really surprised that he allowed a closed rehearsal on and on can we say because i'm staring at rob's on zoom and he has the scene in the background hollywood is wearing <laughs> sunglasses that are in the shape of scissors <laughs> and not I just any scissors a beautician scissors i love this i love this yeah no he's he's oh very my unique in god his immediately he comes out with the jokes and the one-liners you know the wizard's not here go away go away you know? i love that and he likes jason because because his um assistant was just fired hollywood's assistant and they bring jason on which so his job was going to be mannequin dresser i don't get it you wonder what job jason had before he immediately just got boosted up to assistant 
assistant to Hollywood. Right? But- it's like the most random thing, but they get along well. They have like a they have a good chemistry as well. I feel like it's just these actors are able to Well, Jason immediately jokes about Albert being fired. I which, like him. Yeah, I like him. <laughs> he's, he's oh no peeking. He's like, nope. You can't peek. No peeking at the presentation. So Hollywood is walking through and with Jason and they pass this this Gina, the fra- the fragrance lady. And he's like, hit me again, Gina. And she's after Jason right away, which I like the way Jason tells her this. And he says it really like, because she wants to date him on Friday already. She just literally meets this guy, finds out he's single. And he's like, well, we're working together. Let's just take it naturally. Yeah. I thought that was kind of nice. Like a, a uh- Uh, But I also love the fact that she took charge and was like, I'm going to ask you. Well, Hollywood pointed it out, but she was just like, yeah, I'll ask you out. I'm I'm free. Like she took charge, you know, so. And then he said, true love is like the Loch Ness Monster. You hear about it, but you don't see it or something like that. I love a god. I have pages of these Hollywood quotes that I told Rob. It's like sad that I've been. I was writing down as I was rewatching this. The peasant girl mannequin is on its way to the department stores, but Hollywood finds out that there's been an accident. So he says, "Move your buns, Jason." <laughs> he and they they go to where the transportation with the mannequin. So evidently, somehow the mannequin goes into the water and so is like. What happens is that the assistants to spread who is transporting the enchanted peasant girl they are on a bridge and they see a sign and it says to turn right so they literally turn right on the right oh you're right okay at the end of the bridge and so they you know they tip over and it's so far over the bridge that they don't have enough equipment or strength or whatever to pull the truck back so it's gonna go over and they won't get out of the truck because they have to protect the enchanted peasant girl and I, I mean i don't know anybody who's listening to this episode who's seen the movie but did you notice <laughs> that the voiceover with these specific characters alone do not match and i don't understand why their mouths were speaking english so i don't I don't know if it was their voices or it was just bad time, but they they made a point to not make it match. It happened throughout the whole movie. I don't understand that part, but I, I have a feeling it's some kind of technical thing. Mannequin 2 magic. Yeah, something like so that. So Jason jumps in the water because he thinks water. Because he thinks that the mannequin is a real woman. And shock, it actually is. Did you notice underwater there's a shot and her hair is like sitting perfectly down? Like it's not even under. I'm like, my God. She challenged Ariel. She was like, yeah, I can get my hair all perfectly in the water too. You ain't the only one. But my thing that I saw with this was Jessie's attitude. She immediately takes a smile when the necklace is slightly removed to awake. But I mean, I guess she doesn't even know that she was even turned into a statue let alone like which is weird because is at weird. some points she knows that she's haven't eaten in a thousand years but at the same time yeah she it's almost like she was frozen in that moment when he was putting the necklace on her as a gift yeah oh i'm so happy yeah and it's then that weird. was it you know she she talks about yeah we were on a bridge to be and you know we're about to be married and all of this that's all i remember but like you know she does a little thing and she smiles and i'm like what do you think happened on that bridge for you to be smiling like this 
on your neck. It was Nothing just, good, honey. It was just weird when she woke up. But yeah, she he saves her and, you know, pulls it out of the water, but then realizes it's a mannequin. And don't you ever touch the enchanted peasant girl. Oh, God. And I love that Hollywood says, just like I like my men dumb or something. It's like they are, he was like, they are so dumb. <laughs> I just like that I'm a man. They were really hot. Then they put these very 90s neon workout wrestling oh outfits. Oh, my God. The butt was shaped like it was so good. It was so good. They, they had an audience in mind with this movie, I'm assuming. <laughs> So Hollywood and Jason take the mannequin back to the store while yes. the German assistants are, you know, searching the water for the jewels. And, you know, he slightly takes the necklace off again, wiping her down, and she smiles again. So there's just another indication that she's real. These smiles that she does every time the necklace comes off, they're like childlike, innocent smiles. But the German guys don't have a way back. This is so random. So they decide they need to get a ride, and immediately they know how to do that. And that's strip down to their underwear, show off their bodies, and try and get a car to stop. And a garbage truck stops. Yeah, what are the odds that the garbage truck... (laughs) had two yeah they had two women and they decide to give him a ride but they tell him to get into the garbage can that is in front of the truck and they hoist him up into the big bed as a joke but then for some reason very nicely decides to take him to exactly where they need to go after that yeah right yeah, the nice of them we drew right in front of the mall i just thought that was so funny <laughs> they smell gale the fragrance lady wants to spray them oh yeah yeah we had the riding garbage truck. Have you seen the Enchanted Peasant Girl? I was like, no. But just imagine me in a different outfit. She was- She wants it, this Gail. woman. Yeah. Oh my god, Gail. Yeah. Peasant Girl is safely with our two heroes. And she does come to life because at this point, he's alone with her. He takes the necklace off. Well, before that, let's talk about how creepy this man is. He decides to- Oh, okay, yeah. He decides what? to kiss the mannequin before- before taking the necklace off and I'm sorry how how hard up do you have to be to kiss that mannequin especially in public see, I mean but, I know he was by himself but, but. Listen, see these people will just count it towards destiny like yeah we're meant to be together so I feel this pull that I need to kiss her right now but he takes off the necklace and then she comes to life so here's my thing she's been frozen for a thousand years which means her true love has literally passed away right yeah. Now, it seems a little incestuous. Is that the word? Incestuous? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Incestuous. The fact that her true love is a descendant. It's like, yeah, when I die, you're going to marry my son or some shit like that. Like, it just seemed like, how is that her true love? Right. You know? Or was it because she was in the foreign land? It was It was a thousand. I mean, could you say it was that and it just so happened to be that he was the one to free her? Well, no. So it was the day before the thousandth year. Or to the oh, day. it was. You're right. And you're so right. She, okay. Yes. So, so it was, was the love. She was <laughs> supposed to come alive regardless. It's just right, right, beat right. him to it. And I'm just like, how is this your true you're love? Right. He doesn't know anything about you, and you just know him. So it it was clearly by descendant, but it's it's just a weird curse. And he even like, says he's like, you love me. You really love me. And that's the thing. She finds out she's over a thousand years old, and she knows that her actual man is gone. But yet she is like you 
you look like him, so I'm in love with you now. And she's lucky that it just so happened that the guy is decent and nice, at least, and doesn't take advantage of her in, well, besides kissing her mannequin body. But I do love, I do love the fact that she still respectively was like, are you betrothed? She did be like, are you with somebody? Because I'm no homewrecker. You know, I'm not one of them. I liked, yeah, again, she was really likable with her boiled weasel that she's, her last meal that she had or whatever, my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about when she comes to life and he takes her on the ride and she's waving to everyone? Hello, hello, head of the car. <laughs> Wouldn't you love her optimism and her zest for life? Oh God, yes. Today in America, because she's like, I love cars, I love electricity, Lo- I love America. Wow. How does it all work? But yeah, they decide to go out and he shows her the town and they end up getting cheesesteaks, food. Going into an exclusive club that's the bouncer is also played by Mache Taylor. Yes. Now I, I love the fact that he's playing multiple characters in this movie. It's so cool. And he's also playing like a character opposite of the one he was playing. He plays this bouncer with, you know, dreadlocks and he's sort of that guy who like screens everyone before they come in. And and if they're cute or not to he gives to him the once over yeah but he sees her and he's like where you been all my life and he's like come on in <laughs> come in i do like that they utilized the actor in different because he is a comedic person and i love that they let him do that but i gotta wonder did he just start his shift because when they get into the club some of those people in the club i would not have let in based on the stand yeah because you know this one has a ho- this one was really screening them so yeah i was like uh you must have just started your shift because some of these women and men who were in this club already were not it i was like what is happening okay and then what about when she had to go to the bathroom how would she know even like he led her to the women's room but how would she even know what to even do when she went in there like she's never seen a toilet I, i'm assuming they had like a, tr- well, a basin and a tree we could, i don't <laughs> we could be basing things on assumptions i don't know how the plumbing worked back in the day but <laughs> i'm i'm sure they they had something but this scene is cute with the woman with the makeup with the pink lipstick. I think it's really So I went into this because I was watching this and I immediately got disgusted. And we're in this whole thing of with COVID and everything. So Oh yeah, I would never want to use someone else's lipstick. You're but... not supposed to do you're not supposed to do that. I I love her. I love her for being super nice to this girl. Right, and, right, right. I right. really do. I think it's so sweet, you know, if like women like lift each other up like this and was like, Oh, I love your lipstick. Ooh, try it. Ha-. You know, like I I think that's so awesome but i had to look this up so immediately i was like should you be letting other people use your lipstick and lip balms this is what i found out lipstick and lip balms are a hard no to sharing unless you stash an alcohol spray or wipe in your purse to sanitize a a large percentage of people carry hsv1 but just because it's in your system does not mean that you were ever to show signs of it externally so you should not be doing this and it was just i was like do women really do this they can't because if that's a thing like no, I can't do this. But I, again, I love her for doing that, but I was immediately disgusted. And I love later when they're dancing with each other. She, like, waves to her. Oh, yeah, that was girl waves cute. to her, that too, really from across cute. the room when they're dancing. I do love And that. I like that song that was playing. I love this. They are waiting for drinks, and the bartender brings her a drink. They didn't have Yak's milk, so I gave you a Diet Coke instead. And so Jason's describing yeah. it, and he's like, this has no calories, no sugar, no 
no caffeine. I think this might be my favorite line. I don't I know. Laughed out loud too. I laughed out loud too. She said this with such like confidence and she just knows every, like she just knows it. She was like, yeah. oh, okay. She goes, oh, we had something like that back at home called water. That was one, a read and also so true. Do you I like, laughed so hard. Do you like Diet Coke? No. I have a couple of friends who live by Diet Coke. Oh no. It's Ooh. not the worst taste in the world, but literally she called it out. It's water. And I'm just, <laughs> I just died when I heard that line. You, I gotta give it up to her. She does, delivers it perfectly. You're right. It just works to elevate the plot. So it's not as, yeah, she probably would be such a fish out of water, but yeah. she just, the way she says, delivers the lines. Yeah, it's, it works for this <laughs> Yeah. Now, thank the heaven that this woman is so gullible and just so perky and just happy that she can look at Jason dancing and find that to be attractive. Oh, okay, yeah, that was some dancing. What I, the hell was that? I mean, I know that he dressed to go to work, so we don't really know what he's like outside of it as far as, like, you know, what he wears, what he acts like. This man has so much confidence on the dance floor. He's also such a goofball, which I find so so amazingly hot. Yeah, that's what's attractive too His about him. His dancing was atrocious. It was so bad, but I love him for it. I love him for it because this man was having fun. This man was shaking his head as if he had a full- Yeah, and then I was like, she must be thinking, what the hell? Because she starts like throwing her head around too. Would you believe that all of a sudden the whole entire, every other dancer in this place, she shows him what dancing really is. And it's like an older, you know, slow dance. And everyone in the club starts watching that See, and dancing like this this is one of the things it's like a musical this is one of the things that when like back in the 90s it was okay to do you put as much realism in the movie as you can and then all of a sudden they just decide nope we're just gonna fuck it all and go meta go fantasy and not only did she proclaim this is dancing and decides to dance to music that I'm going to assume magically played on the DJ's turntable Table. Nobody booed this music off. And it was also the exact same music that was used in Hollywood's presentation rehearsal. <laughs> yeah, what are the odds? That's the hottest track right now in 1991. Apparently. And so they decide to dance to this. And can I just say relationship goals for a man to suddenly just adapt and dance the way that she wants to with no reservation? He doesn't think it's cheesy, stupid, weird. He well, that's the magic of this whole thing. Oh my god. I was just so jealous over the fact that those two can just be complete opposites and just be so in sync with each other and just roll with it. Jason just rolled with it all. She caught this woman. He caught this woman eating paper and he didn't care. He just thought it was cute. Like relationship goals. J Jason is so, I just love Jason. This music comes on and is just out of nowhere. Yep, we're just going to pretend that nothing is real and we're just going to do what we want and everybody's just dancing. They meet Spretzel at the airport. So he flies in to sort of you know, be a part of the presentation and see how they treat his country. It's it's a it's a tourist sort of like campaign to bring money back to their country. But he has an idea that when this girl comes to life, we're going to 
to take her and go to Bermuda instead and forget my country. And so they meet him out at the airport and the German assistants are giving him the royal red carpet treatment. And he comes out and they're all like weirded out on his look. They expected somebody, I guess, more sophisticated, more attractive. I don't know. Hollywood is there. Every staff member is there. He has pom-poms. He's given cheers for this man. (laughs) And then he steps out and he has that mole with the long hair. hair. Yeah, it's just this one strand of the longest hair on a face ever. And he uses it as like a beauty mark. (laughs) He's like, and he's like, pulls it, it. and he plays with it. And so, of course, in 90s sitcom fashion, they basically cannot contain themselves. And they have to say a word related to what they're thinking about to insinuate, yes, I'm talking and I notice this mole and it's gross. I love- When Hollywood, though, when he says, do you ever think about putting a bead on it, like a Bo Derek look? Yeah, so, yeah, he goes, have you ever thought about putting African trading beads on there, a la Bo Derek? <laughs> lovely. A la Bo Derek. That was amazing. And you know what he's referring to, right? That famous, yes, that famous picture when she has those braids and she's yeah. on the beach. That yeah. was hysterical. So good. And then he knocks his hand out. I was like, ow. <laughs> even the villain is likable in the sense that it's like so goofy, this movie, that even though he's evil, it's like so funny because every time Hollywood insults him the manager is like he said the complete opposite he's like oh well that's okay yeah yeah oh that's okay yeah he says he's so happy to meet you Yeah. We're back at the love house with the heart fence. <laughs> and Jason takes up Jesse to his bedroom. She's so happy with that she lives in a palace. She goes right into the bed. Probably what a day. I've been running around the whole day. She goes to sleep. The next morning, he is so happy. He's making food in a, some kind of crazy fashion. I guess yeah. he don't know how to take care of himself. And his mother's asking who's who's there, who spent the night. I'm So I'm going to say this guy. He is so lucky. My he mother would have been so like, who lucky. is this person in she's your like, bed? I respected your privacy. And he's like, thank you. And, you know, but I want my own place one day. Yada, yada. Now he met her one night and he's already moving out of mom's yeah. place. But she's asking all the important questions. Who is she? Does she have money? Like... <laughs> Damn matchmaker. So in the meantime, she's taking a bubble bath. She goes back into the bedroom, sees the jewel, because they had to, oh God, I'm so sick that she had these damn jewels with her. She puts the necklace back on. She turns back into the mannequin. Yeah, hair wrapped up in the towel. Thank God she was able to get dressed before she put the necklace on first. And yeah, she's in the same pose. But she's got the towel wrapped around. So he comes up. And he's like, he is distraught. He's like, wait, we went out to dinner. We ate, we, we went to a club together. Was was I with a with a, a mannequin? And then he puts her on the bed. He tries to give her- He drops mouth- all the food on the floor. Oh, yeah, I, I was thinking he had a tray. And I was like, please don't tell me he's going to do that cliche. I know. I hate it when he dropped that food. It looks so good. I was like, how dare you drop all the food on the floor? But yes, he tries to resuscitate her. But this is the best part, though, when his mother walks in and sees him trying to give mouth to mouth. And he and she thinks this is the woman that he brought home last night. She's like, this is the woman? And you want your own apartment. (laughs) I can't. I think I would have been like, oh, my God. (laughs) So then we cut back to the minister of style, the gangster of love. Yes. The the three goons that came with Spetzel? Spretzel. 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 They want to see the peasant girl. Because they were supposed to have this peasant girl under their watchful eye 
the whole entire time. Yeah. She's not there. Hollywood is there. They, he opens the door for them. The mannequin is gone. It just so happens. But I love right when he comes into the to the back storage room to meet with them. And he goes, Spretzel's here and he wants to see the Enchanted Peasant Girl. And the first thing Hollywood says, are you supposed to be out in the daylight? Get back. Oh my God, that's right. Get back. Get back. <laughs> You know, imitates a cross of his fingers. Get back. And she thought it was funny. Because <laughs> he's a count. It's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> but he I didn't, mean, and he didn't understand it, of course. No, I call it a nod to Fright Night. I'm going to just put it out there, even though I know it wasn't. Oh, that. See, though, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Get back. <laughs> But yeah. So Jason just so happens to be bringing her back in on this Hannibal Lecter thing. You know, one of those moving things. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't think of the technical term. It's, it's a it's a wheel uh, uh No, see, now you're making me forget words because I had it in my head. It's not a stroller, it's like a gurney or, or... <laughs> the gurneys, I think the hospital gurney. No, there's a name for this. I think I I think I want to say it's called a gurney. Oh my god, you're making he brings her in on a moving thing. A Hannibal Lecter ride. You're funny, but yes, he brings her in on the gurney, yes. Like, like a pallet mover? I've used these at jobs before. Yeah. Very badly, by the way. All the time. You, could, no, I used you could only imagine. But yeah, what are the hell pallet? Oh, pallet jacks? Pallet jacks? <laughs> Anyway, he brings the peasant girl in and she's in this dress that he got for her, I'm assuming, too, like this modern dress. And he's like, what, you put her in these disgusting clothes? It was very, like, you know, vulgar clothes, yes. So this is when... So basically after this, he's like, you know, I want to be alone with the mannequin you know, everybody out, yes. get out or whatever. And so they leave. And then he says, you know, he does this little speech, like, you'll be mine after this presentation. We'll be off to Bermuda. And then they leave. And then Jason, oh yeah. And that's the thing is like, after Jason found out she was a mannequin again, they go out to eat and everybody's watching him through a window. He, oh, they forgot. And you know, they're at a diner and they're eating together and he's just, He's just having the worst. But you know, not for anything. I think he could totally, everyone, they made a scene like everyone we looking at this. I don't know, big cities, this is nothing new. I, yeah. you know, people would not be looking at this guy as much as he could have just been carrying his work home. I don't know. So Hollywood makes it back to the storage room and he's, you know, doing his thing, making sure she's cool. Jason and Hollywood are talking and he, he tell, yeah, he's like, I don't know if you were real or not, but you know, if you are, you need to come back to life. Hollywood overhears this and he confesses to him. She came to life and Hollywood doesn't believe her for some odd reason. And, you know, now there's no reason for you to get with a hollowed woman unless yeah. your daddies are rich. But her daddies are redwood, so I would forget about <laughs> it. <laughs> Come on. Ooh, these lines are amazing. So Jason's like, yeah, you're probably right or whatever. And Hollywood's like, go out. I need you to do some work out in the store. And so he's left alone. <laughs> Finally, because these yeah. people never work. And no. no one in this place works. So he's left alone with the mannequin. And he's like, I don't know what spell you put on Jason, but you have to stop. And he's like... <laughs> Well, I'll forgive you if you let me wear your necklace. <laughs> All's forgiven. And so he's all modeling it while she comes back alive. And she's like, how did I get back here? And she's someone there. Hello. <laughs> yeah. So he's staring in the mirror and she's like doing poses. She's like doing the poses behind his head. Are you dressing me? Are you looking at me? Like you said earlier, Rob, she just goes with the punches. She's just like, okay, I'm here again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to do these faces. And then he's like, oh yeah, give back Bobby De Niro and put the <laughs> necklace on. 
So here's the other thing that I had a problem with. Like, I am totally fine with the whole, you know, like fantasy, anything can happen, yada, yada. There's no reason to get like super real about this. Right. But first he puts on the necklace, which means he turned into a mannequin, which I think is a wonderful (laughs) touch. It just adds a little bit of flavor to the sequel. What if other people can turn into mannequins? What would they look like? And I, I just, I just thought this was a really nice touch. You know, it's just funny that the curse worked on this necklace, but it didn't work on Hollywood. And it's just so easy to like, you just take it on and off and that's it. Well, that's the other thing. It's like, you would think that Hollywood's true love would have to take the necklace off of him. So why is it still working for one? Because the right, only right. her. And all of a sudden now it just turns to a normal necklace where anybody puts it on and they turn. But I guess could it become like an accursed object in general now? But you're right. It should be still them. The rules should remain the same. Yeah. So true I mean, love a thousand years. I wasn't, yeah, but I was just like, okay, so I guess the curse only works for her, but yet anybody can turn into a mannequin when they, you know, whatever. So she decides to leave, and then he's there, and then the German assistants come okay, back. yeah. Did this have a sexual overtone to you? Because they yes. take they take the necklace off Hollywood, and he falls down, and then when he comes up, he's just surrounded by their crotches, and yeah. they're like, he's in like, there, and he's like, what did I get, he's <laughs> I get like, on the floor? The peasant girl is gone. Do you think there's something to this? peasant girl thing and he's like what have you done with her let me figure out why i'm on the floor and i will get back to you okay (laughs) the count finds out that she's missing he sends the goons out to go search for her she decides to run around and go shopping because she recognized the goons they see her they know she's alive so she's hiding she pretends to be a mannequin at some points and then she goes into a beauty salon and she's like can you make me look different and the woman's like honey we can change your whole life (laughs) and they do they dress her up yeah yeah they give her a look we get to where hollywood and jason are now being attacked jason is you know freaking out and wondering what's going on he goes back into the the storage room and he finds that she's gone and he's all confused he's like i don't know what's going on and then jason tells him she came alive she did this she did that and he immediately says this has happened before i believe thank you Let me tell you when I first watched this movie, and I remember this memory to this day, the moment he realized that everything that he said was true and that he referred to the first one and he was like, this has happened before. It just felt so like connected and such a homage to the people who have been watching it like he knows what you're going through i know what you're going through we've got to help him and it just felt so good that he was finally on board and he immediately was like let's go help let's go get her before the goons get her like he I was, love it he was already like it. on board with this and i love that and so they go out to chase him and this is happening in this giant superstore they're like they're shooting like crossbows at them yeah yeah so count is up on a tower and they tell him like you know what's going on and the count is looking at jason from above and he's finally recognizes him because earlier he was like you we've met before yes no what maybe (laughs) yes yeah and he finally recognizes that he is the prince and at the exact same time the goons tell him that she's missing and she's alive and he was like no i pinpointed the exact day and then they point out the necklace you see that guy down there i want to kill him i want to hurt him i want to murder him get him now now no one (laughs) disrespects the count (laughs) 
he, he was having too much fun with this role. Everyone, I feel like, was loving their roles in this movie. Yeah, but yeah, the it, the war is on. It's it's on. Everybody is aware of everyone, and so he tries to kill him with a crossbow. And Hollywood is on it, though. He is like Jason. He pulls him down on the ground there, doing the army roll. That's yeah. when he says he was. He was <laughs> in the Marines. You were in the Marines. They were looking for a few good men and. So was I. <laughs> and then I, I had to send this clip to Rob. I love this. They're being shot at. They're hiding behind department store displays. They're getting down behind things. And this woman walks by and Hollywood's like, get down, honey, get down. And she thinks he's just like saying, get down. So she goes, she turns around. Get, get down. Oh. Get down, honey, get down. Get down. Oh. And then get- she makes this face that's so amazing. Like, ah. Oh. I know, like, just like, oh, like, <laughs> I know it's so good. God, that was the best line of the movie. I swear, I rewound it and rewound it. It listen, get down. Then the uh, goons catch on to Jason and they're chasing, and then she's still shopping. She's like, no wrinkles. Oh, it's polyester. She's going for it. She's having the full 90s experience. Jason runs past her, and then she decides to jump into this go kart that's on display at the store. How she knows how to push the brake you know they outrun the goons but they end up driving outside of the store because she doesn't know how to stop didn't you love this so they are driving on the go-kart and they don't know where to go she turns and then spretzel is there preparing for battle i don't know how he got the armor but he gets all this armor and a mallet just to get swatted and just flown back into like <laughs> plants or something he just gets thrown but they turn into flight of stairs and they're going down the flight of stair and jason's face was like the most cartoonish 90s comedy it's amazing face that he you could ever put on like you can put that on a poster and that's just it mannequin two on the move is his face <laughs> and screaming as they're like bobbling down these flight of stairs i was like this movie is so 90s but i love it they get to the security guard where you know he thinks that they're criminals and he's about to spray them and then they turn and they go out of a window but they get separated because she still can't stop the car so he's trying to chase her down the road and then all this comes and everything's going down the stores in shambles yeah yeah things are things are happening things are going down in mannequin too hollywood is with the rest of the group and they're like where is jason what's going on where's the mannequin and they're like right and hollywood's like i don't know but the minute they don't look he starts running obviously as hell Jesse makes it out and all that needs to be said in the script is she has a good sense of direction yeah she's already upstairs and hanging out and Jason makes it home they go upstairs they have the little heart to heart and he's like we gotta get out of here let's pack a bag let's get the hell out Hollywood house the police follow along with the manager and Spretzel and the goons and they make and they make it into the house they are here enough time just to say that I love it and then Jason was like you can't go up there don't ever 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 touch account i love that line if i want to go up the stairs i go up a stair and i feel like going up a stairs now (laughs) and he did yeah and again another jafar moment he goes upstairs and meets with her and she recognized him immediately this was her first reunion encounter with him throughout this whole movie which she was terrified she don't blame her he's got a little less hair from the original yeah great 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 father but you could tell it's him he puts on the necklace once again she turns into a mannequin and so while jason is just screaming on the top of his lungs she's real she's alive he comes down with the man the mother must be like
like, what is going on with my son? Son is in love with a dummy. They come downstairs and they don't believe him. And so he gets arrested. And then the count's like, well, we're leaving. Fuck your presentation. Like, we're out. And yeah. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We have a presentation. You have a contract. That no. Aren't you surprised, though, that he didn't just like. I know. He could have, but just, I mean. Just, yeah, just take, go away and say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And go up on the hot air balloon like he wants to. Yeah. Yeah. So they take the mannequin back to the store and they lock her up Fort Knox style. And, you know, Jason is in jail, you know, leaning against the dirty bars. Gross. And they play the somber 90s song. And then the very next scene, again, Hollywood in his royal fashion is playing another character. Now he's not playing. Oh my God. I love this. I love this. But this is his plan to break Jason out of semi jail. He dresses up in his old army gear and Marine gear. So he really had it. He was having it and waiting. And he walks in as a very macho, masculine commander. I'm here to pick up one of my men you have in custody. And he plays this part. But as he's going through interrogation and like trying to figure out who this guy is that we need to release in his custody, his unique personality keeps coming out. And I just found this scene to be so funny but it also shows the duality in his acting i just i just think you know because he could pull off you know a, a masculine man i think he did oh a good totally job. totally totally yeah, i think he did a good job but i love did- this whole idea i love that it's just this camp that you could yes he's gonna dress like he's in the military he's gonna get him out of jail and also i just want to point out that no matter how like the blinders and the mask that you put on the different bases in front of different people like we're capable of doing it but Hollywood loves himself so much he can't help but bring his own mannerisms out. Yes. It, it's just something that he just can't. Yeah, because not being himself is not a thing for him. He is always him. Yeah. He's always Hollywood. It's so fun. Yeah. And so any moment of excitement or happiness or just like, oh, I just think it's a thing. It hit me. I, I like this scene because it does show just sort of this duality, these two lives that we always have to put on, but we can't help but be ourselves. We have no choice. That's it. There's no choice in the matter. And he and, goes above and beyond Hollywood yeah. to save his friend. Apparently the plan works. He is released in his custody. Only like up until the point that they like they're still in the building does this plan work. I said, I hope this plan works. It's too outrageous not to. <laughs> he run, then they have to run. It is amazing. Are we believing he goes straight from this? to performance right is that what happens so they have a plan they don't tell us what the plan is but they have a plan and they immediately go to the event hollywood's already at work and then he's with the mannequin and then jason comes in with a film and he's disguised as some white guy with a huge fro yes and manages to get backstage to you know get dressed and whatever and the mom comes in and she's in the audience and they greet each other and they're like okay go do your and then they both almost knock each other's wigs off careful (laughs) oh i gotta love this so hollywood is speaking to you know jesse as a mannequin backstage it's like well if you can hear me or not i want you to take care of our jason he's a cat and we love him and the security guard is like who are you talking to i'm just wishing her luck she's she's the star of the show you know and he takes his compact snaps it at him like he was powdering her face i love it i love it he is so smart no it's so good okay so what happens after this this is Oh my god, this is the best. We're ready for the performance. Once upon a time, a peasant girl was victim of a crime. Was frozen ever since, she dared to love the handsome prince. Is that so wrong? But alas, a 
thousand years have passed since that spell from hell had been cast. So Hollywood comes out and he's summarizing what's been happening. It's like an amazing performance. How would you describe this? Oh my God. So yeah, they start off with the dance and there are mannequins there pretending to be mannequins. And then magically <laughs> they end up in regular street clothes. Definitely inspired by a certain story. Yeah, they're all dancing. Everybody's like freaked out. Well, no, everybody loves the show. But loving it. They're loving it. The manager it's... and Spretzel are pissed. They're just Because like, it starts with that classic music yeah and then it breaks into a more modern sound <laughs> it's very sister act when mother superior gets that yes. damn it i can't believe you did this the pope is here wait what yeah then we get this shot when the mannequin is revealed from this like ufos lighting thing like she's brought down yeah, Hollywood sings this wonderful rap describing the story of the peasant girl. And they have those, that music video 90s cutaways when they're like, yeah. yeah, oh God, it was amazing. And then we spotlight on Jason who is dressed like... And to free her with the kiss of life, the prince. Prince, oh, and he swings across this... I guess it's not about. He swings to the stage. Yeah, it's like a zip line and he, you know, swings across the stage. I guess, you know, him being in the show puts her close to puts him yeah, close so he to could her. Just give her the kiss. Yeah, exactly. And take off the necklace. But Spretzel stops this. He's like, nope, I will not. I will not have a mockery. And he punches the manager. Look, he's over it. He's done. And then we get into a fencing sword fight. They're fighting. And and the audience, of course, thinks all of this is part of the show. And they're loving it. And they so when they're sword fighting, I forgot that the count actually got in a lot of cuts yeah. on him. I completely yeah. cut his face, his arm. I forgot all of Hollywood saves the day again. Always. He's using the stage props by turning or putting on switches and allowing props to be swung across the stage. One of them knocks the count off his feet, which then Jason has an opportunity to take off the necklace. He does this, but then the count's like, well, fuck this. I'm pulling out a gun this time. Like, I'm So he gets away. He takes the mannequin with him. So Hollywood follow him up this flight of stairs to the roof where... Down to side. Dancing strengthens the legs. Hello! Make my day! Only one little gun. Honey, I am from North Philadelphia. Apparently a jet or a plane or something, a helicopter is supposed to be up there, but Get away. his goon decided a red hot balloon would be more romantic, but is the slowest mode of transportation ever for a getaway. He wanted to shoot the balloon. He was that pissed off. I just want to point out at this point of the movie, right? Hollywood, I, I, I'm not saying he's the hero, but he he's the main star. Like, you, Oh, totally. This is the whole truth. You've got the, you know, this this main couple, you got Jesse and Jason, and you know, it's their love story, yada, yada, whatever. But just look at the progression of what's been going on in this movie. Jason is incompetent. He can't do anything. There's not one thing he was able to do without Hollywood's help. No. Nothing. It's like the sword fight. He, Hollywood was the one to knock him off his feet. He was the one to break down the door. He was the one to break him out of jail. Like nothing jason could have done without hollywood like he was the one to and that's the other thing too it's like gay characters are usually reduced to a side character yes he was assistant to the main character it he was, steals it <laughs> he steals it he doesn't put jason on a pedestal they are either equal partners in this or 
Hollywood does his share of the work. And I I love this. He is not a gay sidekick. I love the way that Hollywood was treated in this movie. He was useful to literally the end. So Rotten Tomatoes was 13% with critics. My God. But that's only like 23 reviewers. But so out of almost 8,000 audience votes, it's 41%. So it's not fresh. Okay, so. 31 from uh, compared 13%. You know, like I said, it's a ridiculous movie. But to gays and to little 90s kids, this movie was there. This was something. It's a cartoon. Like we said about who's that girl on your show. It's like a cartoon. It's something fun for kids to watch and for anyone who has a memory. Yes, it's not as authentic as it was in the first one. But again, like the sequel is not to be slept on. There is a little bit of charm with this. Charm is probably the best word to describe it. It's not something that you you can refer to or whatever, but it's just a fun movie. They they all get into a balloon, they wrestle, and Jesse manages to put the necklace on the Count. The Count turns into a mannequin, but the way that it was done, it made it seem like the curse was put on the Count. And the Count goes overboard and falls to the ground and cracks death becomes her style and <laughs> when they put them together i know th- this is actually a little devastating i felt a little horrible because it's still another human being i felt really bad <laughs> but his face i know his ear was like off he was missing like all of his fingers they were like and his mouth was in that oh like surprise <laughs> like he looked he looked terrible they glued it back together it, it looked so funny and that made me laugh turned into him and that's the story of count spretzel it turned to him and then jesse and jason get married and yada yada, yada. and we get the iconic oh. iconic mannequin theme song played again you know I, they had to play this at some they point had, again. i love this and here's the thing so in my you know previous recording of the first mannequin review i made a point to this i love this song so much it is my go-to karaoke song i can never get anybody to sing it with me though so i just do both parts I don't care. I love the song so much. It's, you know, nothing's going to stop. Nothing's going to stop us. Now. Yeah. By Starship. And yes, the song is the mannequin theme song. And it's amazing. And I love it. I was seriously, those credits were rolling. I was singing so loud when I was watching it. It was, it was amazing. And it's perfect because they, they show the back of the convertible, like driving down the road and it's playing and it's like, oh. Yeah, it's, it's so, so good. So that's Mannequin 2 on the move. It was definitely on the move. Doesn't our presentation just want to make you just watch this movie? <laughs> it feels like you probably have watched the movie. Well, anyone who is edited in this film can watch it completely for free on the Tubi app, T-U-B-I, which you can mostly find on most streaming devices. I have a Roku and it's on there. So you were able yeah. to watch this for free if you want to see the ridiculousness of this sequel. I happen to have the double feature of Mannequin 1 and 2 on DVD from I'm going to buy that. I don't 20 own 20 years ago. I don't own either Mannequin, so it is time to just officially buy that for myself. Especially the double set. Yeah. Like it's so, and it's so cheap now. What do you think of this movie, Ryan? I loved it. Still love <laughs> Good. I love it. Yeah. And I can't like I said earlier, I I don't think I've been able to say that for a movie in so long that I absolutely love it. 
It's so much fun. It is so much fun. I enjoy this movie and I had to watch it again for preparation for this episode and I just am in a good mood when I watch it. Now, I will never in a million years refer this to anyone. This is not a movie I'm going to recommend to the remote person in today's audience. It's just not going to happen. To even like try and convince somebody, oh, you'll love it. No, you are not. You're going to think it is hokey. We know what we're watching and I'm okay with that. I'm completely okay with that. Thank you so much for doing this too this week. It was so much fun. I'm so glad. I think this is the best thing that's happened in 2021 so far to me. (laughs) Very good. And if you guys want to continue this conversation, you know, just scurry on over to Movie Geek and Proud because in February, I believe it's February 10th. Ryan makes his debut on Movie Geek and Proud by reviewing Head Over Heels starring Monica Potter and Freddie Prince Jr. What, have you not heard of that movie either? I'm (laughs) sure. I know. So, you know... I had a lot of fun reviewing that with you and I'm glad you were available to do that because that's another movie that is very close to my heart that does not get talked about at all. And um, yeah, so definitely keep an eye on that. Subscribe to Movie Geek and Proud. Wait for that February episode to come out. Ryan will be joining us and he's just as good on there as, as he is on his show. So yeah, I had a good time with this and I still like Mannequin 2. Yay, Mannequin 2. So like Rob said, please check him out. Instagram. Movie Geek and proud and then twitter we're on mgnp podcast and the podcast is basically played on all the popular stuff anchor spotify apple um google play iHeartRadio, all those good stuff and he has an official website where you can find all things rob geekandproud.com now that's very easy to remember <laughs> moviegeekandproud.com all one word right yeah, that's right and the word and a-n-d yeah moviegeekandproud.com and the Radical Retro Rewind you can find at Radical Retro Podcast. One word, Instagram. Thank you so much for listening this week. Loved this movie. Loved having Rob discussing this. Thank you again, Rob. Thank you everyone for listening. And we will be back next week with our first Thundercat Friday episode. All of the original Thundercats episodes. One by one every Friday. Last Friday of the month. Thanks. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.